Hollywood is on the air. Good evening, folks. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you, one that will provide several hours of pleasurable relaxation and diversion for you and your family. We bring you this special radio-television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Hey, I'm Francis, and this is Paul. Hey, everybody. We're your average suburban ding-dongs that believe in second chances for the movies that you may or may not have overlooked or forgotten. Welcome to Funderated, the very best of average. <laughs> Today, we're talking about Atomic Blonde. Subject of this debriefing, British Operational Officer Lorraine Broughton. Before we begin, sir, may I formally request that Mr. Kurtzfeld be removed? I could stand behind the mirror with everybody else. Asshole. What did you say? I didn't say anything. I thought you said something. What did she say? Well, do you want to play the tape back? I know she doesn't play by our rules, but she's our best intelligence expert. There's a double agent operating in Berlin. If we don't find him before the wall falls, we could be facing World War III. Remember, trust no one. Your contact is David Percival. Welcome to Berlin. I'm David. Don't shoot. I've got your shoe. The clock is ticking. I'm the only man in this town that can help you. I trust you that as far as I can throw you. Part of the plan. It's part of mine. What do you know about this woman who's been following me? You're an attractive woman. Do the math. So you made contact with the French operative? Obviously. Good evening, Agent Broughton. I chose this life, and someday it's going to get me killed. But not today. Well, before we actually talk about that movie, I kind of wanted to talk about our comments from... From the last episode. The so, last episode. Uh, we've been really trying to encourage you guys to uh, to comment on the podcast and like tell us like recastings and like movies that you'd like to see, things that you thought were zeros and heroes and whatnot. One movie that we got as a recommendation is from a friend of ours. Uh, he is at Funny Native on Instagram, and he suggested to us the movie Heathers, which I've never seen. Um... Which I wouldn't mind watching. 
I actually I don't know if, if it's good or it's yeah, bad. Yeah, I'm down for it. I um, love a, a, a really questionable Jack Nicholson. Christian Slater. It has Christian Slater in it. Yeah. And we don't, I just, I don't know if he's a good actor or not. I've never made my, I've never made up my mind. I don't know. I like him a lot, Mr. Robot, and it always does seem like he's doing like a Jack Nicholson, so we don't know. I'm willing to give the movie a chance, like. I want you to give it a chance. It's something that I grew up loving. I love that funny native thought it was worthwhile to uh, throw into the hat. We will give it a watch, we'll give it a talk. He's hilarious, so I'll, yeah, let's check it out. And then, yeah, we can review it, I don't mind. I said that the fun to rated movies live within like the six or the seven. Mm -hmm. Guess what Heather's has on IMDb is like a rating. What? It's a 7.2. So it's, it's like perfect. right, it's, it again, it should be us. the best of average. We posed the question to our viewers, how would you recast the last movie that we watched, which was Tim Burton's Batman Returns. And so this is from uh, a guy on Instagram named Burton Batfan. So thank you for uh, commenting at us. I'll just read your comment straight up. It says, thanks for giving us your casting choices. They were interesting. For Batman, I'd have cast Alec Baldwin. For Catwoman, I'd have cast Gina Gershaw. Uh, I didn't know who she was at first, so we looked her up. She's oh, he actually... Knows he knows who she is. So I know who she is now. And then I was like, oh, I'm very familiar with her. <laughs> but I just didn't know her name. Uh, she's from... Dog. <laughs> she's from Showgirls. That's like her most famous movie. It's <laughs> Showgirls. That's um, not her most famous movie, is it? I don't know. It's my <laughs> fam most famous movie. <laughs> most famous to Paul. Yeah, most famous to me. I know her now also recently she's in a TV show that we'd like to watch um, called The Haunting of with what's, uh, what's Kim Cattrall, what's her name? Uh, the Psychic Medium. Uh, Man, you an epic fail. Yeah, I can't remember her last name because I used to say Teresa Caputo, which is another psychic medium from New Jersey who's not Kim. The psychic medium of the haunting of. It's Kim something, right? Anyways, she has a show on YouTube. It's called Haunting of. She speaks with the Jersey accent. So she goes around the best. over the hills. Over it's all haunted energy over here. So, <laughs> so but anyways, the, uh, the Gina Gershon episode is interesting because Gina Gershon's old apartment's like haunted, and so she goes with this medium, and then the <sighs> medium's like, you know, your, your your apartment is haunted. You know, uh, you know the ghost used to you know watch you while you slept. Did you used to write while you were naked? And she's like, yeah. Yeah, I used to write naked. The ghosts were very turned on by you. It, it's a good episode. I think it's one of the best episodes. Yeah, and then the they go out to, I think they go out to dinner afterwards. <laughs> they like become fast friends. It's very I would, fun. I'd be friends with Gina Gershon is a perfect Catwoman. Um, Bertman Batman. Uh, Bertman Batfan. I think you did a great job at that casting. She's perfect. I think she's got the cattiness. She's got the look. Like, she's spot on. So, uh, big ups for that. So he says, I'd have Gina Gershon for the Penguin. I'd have cast Wallace Shawn, which uh, we had to also do a little bit of research too because he... Uh, Dude, he's in Clueless. He's adorable. He's in Princess Bride. <laughs> I just didn't know. I'm not as familiar <laughs> with his name. He's so cute. We th I agree with the <laughs> casting. It would have taken the movie in a totally different direction, which would have been hilarious. So fun. Uh, but it would have been really fun. So he's the guy who goes, inconceivable. <laughs> Can you imagine his sweet little baby teeth and that little lip? 
Lewis just with those webbed feet. Like, I feel like he would see Batman like jump off the building with his like wings or whatever and he's like, he got out of the Batmobile? Inconceivable. Like that whole scene where he's controlling the Batmobile yeah, would be hilarious. Yeah, can you imagine how much, like, oh my god, too cute. He didn't get it because he's too adorable. Darn that would have changed the whole, that would have changed a lot of the movie. I love him as I think that would be funny though. Um, so for Max, and then he says for Max Shrek, I'd want someone who's normal looking, who can still play evil. So maybe William Hurt or Jeff Bridges. I agree with that. Jeff Bridges played the bad guy in Iron Man, so we're here for that. This is, uh, but I think your pick, Martin Sheen, was a good one. Uh, he's played Spawn, and uh, he says in his comments that he's played those types before. Yes, he was in Spawn. He, he does play kind of like a corporate billionaire tycoon, yeah. corporate shark character. But outside of the box. Uh, I don't remember who my picks were for that episode. You had thought for, are you talking about Chip? No, I'm talking about Max Shrek. So oh, I was like more of that's, thinking. Yeah, that's Christopher Walken's character, so yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, I was thinking. And then he says, but uh, he says, did you discuss who you would have cast for Alfred, Gordon, Chip, and the Ice Princess? Um, I, we did not get that far. I did not pick my recasts for those characters, so I have, I have a list of some people. I'm gonna say the character name, and then you give me your recasting. For, okay. these, for these three people. Here we go. Uh, Gordon. Uh, so Commissioner Gordon, I've got John Mahoney. He was the father in Frasier. I think in that TV yeah. show he plays like an ex-police officer or something. If he grew a mustache, I think he's got the look. I think he's got the grumpiness. I think he could pull it off. I think he um, could grow a mustache. I've seen him in some movies where he's like the dad. I think he's like the dad in like 16 Candles or something where he has to be kind of grumpy. I think he could pull it off. I think... Um, that would be like an underrated casting. All right, give me a chip. What do you got for chip? Um, well, I have an even better casting for Commissioner Gordon. Oh. Chip is a hard cast. That's Yeah, a, you that's figured it cast. out, though. Um, so I think also a good Commissioner Gordon would be Harrison Ford. And I think Harrison Ford is great in everything, and I think that he could totally kind of play like an older version of his like Blade Runner character. I think he'd be great as Commissioner. He's a little big... Uh, too big of a name to like all i know is commissioner gordon he'd be like drinking at the bar and flirting with ladies and there'd be like some, well that's kind of what he in the comic books he is a little bit more gritty yeah. and like yeah they uh, especially in the tim burton movies they don't really use him very well so harrison ford would be great he'd be more like gary oldman in the uh in the new christopher nolan movies so i i, I don't know but they would have to because he would kind of overshadow batman a little bit like he's kind of a, a big name actor but not in the sense that like i mean they've got danny devito already they got michelle pfeiffer they got christopher walken i mean he would fit in with all these like big stars yeah you know? so i think he'd be fine he's a sexy ass pick you asked me a uh, chip so chip. give me chip. some chip Chris, uh, that would be played by uh, a guy named James Marsden, and that guy, uh, he's in, most recently he was in Westworld, so you could check that out, uh, first season, uh, he plays like a cowboy. Highly recommend the first season. Yeah, he goes kind of crazy, not so Westworld. much the second two seasons of Westworld, but you know, hey, that's not what our podcast is. I got about. some, f I'm, I'm hardcore fans of the stunts and the fights, but plot, story, 
Yeah. Uh, and then they punch people and I'm like, back in! Yeah. That's I like the setting, episode. I like how it looks, I like yeah. a lot of the, I, we, I like the concept. It's yeah. Just, uh, we could Westworld um, this all day. So the Ice Princess, did you ask me that one? No, but uh, give me who you got. I don't have two. You only got one? She's tough. That's a tough cast. I thought she was a great cast. What you got? What so, you got? So uh, I picked uh, the Ice Princess would be uh, Dina Myers, and she's from Starship Troopers. So she was, uh, we've talked about this on this show before she's uh, first boobs for me so oh, is that why you picked her i was like no no, no. i mean she has the kind of look i think she could pull it off with the, okay. like the furry you know outfit that she wears and stuff and i definitely she's, would... kind of, she's sexy she's kind of a no-name actress she can kind of fit into the background she's not a no-name actress you said her name also, everybody has a name what? Her, titties. <laughs> her titties were your first titties i think they're a boobs? lot of people's first boobs oh wow Starship Troopers was like a big movie for a bunch of kids my age that would like. I remember, are we gonna talk about this again? Like, I, no, no, no. I just remember like growing up and everyone was like, "Have you watched Starship Troopers?" Yeah, it's a cool movie. And then on top of that, it's there's boobs. There's boobs. So it's like it takes it from like a B movie to most twelve-year-old kids it to, makes a it to an A movie. C movie. <laughs> it's a double D movie. It's not <laughs> See, lame puns D's you want to do. <laughs> Okay, okay. Last but not least. I think my cast for Alfred, Alfred. is really good. So I would cast Christopher Plummer for Alfred. Uh, Christopher Plummer is the dad in Sound of Music. He's also like the old author in uh, Knives Out. And I think that it would be hilarious if like Batman came into the Batcave and he's like playing on the guitar. <laughs> yeah. He's like singing Edelweiss or Edelweiss. Don't you remember that scene? <laughs> Like he'd be like, like an Easter egg is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, right. That yeah. there'd be like a moment of him like just strumming like a couple of chords from his song. From Sound of Music. And yeah. then he'd like put it down and be like, yes, uh, and like go <laughs> yeah, to another thing. Right. That's fun. I need to polish the silver again. Yeah. Oh. Every morning, or you could just walk through the back cave like singing. Or that just like I, I, while he's cleaning or something. Yeah, 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 yeah he yeah. could be singing. Quick getaways that they have, like a quippy little like Easter egg yeah. from. from why, he, why doesn't Alfred whistle while he works? He could have a song that he sings that could be a song from Sound of Music, right? That's I mean, so funny. Yeah. Every morning you like while he's cleaning the like clock that opens to the back cave or something. Anything like yeah. he could be sliding down that tube slide and like <laughs> into the back cave just. Singing a song. What is sweet recasting? Uh, uh, so, anyways. So, thank you, viewers, for your comments. We love yeah, them. Thank you, Burton uh, Bat fan, for that comment. We appreciate it. And again, like we said, uh, we enjoy the fun that you give us and the laughs and the creativity that goes into the recastings and stuff. Keep them coming. We want to hear more. Any recommendations for fun rated movies? Shoot them our way. Leave them in the comments. Send them to us. Yeah, we'll read them on. We'll read them on there. Uh, or we'll just watch it because we're down for it. I mean, what else are we gonna do during this time of deep, tranquil isolation? <laughs> what the fuck are you? What's we're gonna going watch here? a ton of movies. Deep tranquil. I don't know you what never to call talk it. Like that. It's not really tranquil, but it's definitely deep. <laughs> We've been at this for a year. We've had a rough week, man. What was this? So rough. Uh, we, we've had to, we've had like a, a hiccup with the podcast. Francis's Instagram got hacked. We had had an instance with that. She'd had to wrestle 
these people it's been kind of a rough like is are we going to be able to recover stuff what are we going to do like a lot of work has gone into a lot of it, there's a lot of ins there's a lot of outs a lot of whatnots yeah <laughs> it's just been it's been kind of a rough week so i'm glad that we're finally here and we can like relax and we can do the podcast yeah. in the comfort of our fake theater yeah so let's talk about atomic blonde right atomic yeah. blonde great movie originally a graphic novel am i yeah. right all right i remember when this movie first hit the theaters I wanted to see it you I think this is not you know I'm not trying to throw you under the bus in front of all these people or anything but I think you wouldn't saw that movie without me I see every movie like I okay so Which before is, this isn't him like abandoning me or anything this is just like what he does my father does it too I'm a weird person and I like to go to see movies alone I go to a lot of movies by myself before COVID happened and the theater was open I pretty much every Thursday or Friday night, if I wasn't doing stand-up, I'd be at the movie theater watching the newest release. And Atomic Blonde was one of those movies, and I saw it the opening evening, and I really liked it because it was directed by David Leach, which is one of the two directors that made John Wick, and it like really held up with the action Question. scenes, and the acting was amazing. John Wick came out before or after Atomic Bond? John Wick Blonde. came out before. Before? Okay, so you were already kind of juiced. You had a temperature of like, this is going to be... Yeah, I mean, I... Have a certain feeling. I'm in the group, like, that didn't like John Wick very much. What? Like, because I liked the I liked the action scenes and stuff, but I thought that the plot was kind of dumb. Like, so, like, okay. just, just go with me for I'm a with second. You. I'm just like, let me just really This is not just... a super popular opinion, but, like, the John Wick is kind of a silly movie when it comes to the plot of the movie. So, uh -huh. like, he's supposed to be, like, a retired assassin, or he's, like, he's retired, and, they, like, they're always trying to pull him back in, and he's like, nah, I'm good. And then they, like, kill his dog for some reason. Yeah. And then, like, he's like, well, now I need revenge. And so he, like, goes on, like, a killing spree because they, like, killed his dog. Uh-huh. It's just kind of silly. It's, like, it's basically, like, the plot's, like, an excuse for just action scenes, which is, like, which is kind of this movie, too. So I don't really hold it against it. It's just as, like, this is what it is like you just know that going into it that the plot's not the strength of the movie atomic blonde suffers from the this suffers from the same thing hit me real quick with some atomic blonde i keep wanting to say atomic bomb i want to say bomb atomic blonde well that was one of the comments that somebody put that was like it was an atomic bomb <laughs> i was gonna say give me some reviews top three reviews of this uh, of this movie. Let me hear it. The first one would be the guy just titled this review Lesbio Nymphomaniac. <laughs> every father and every mother should borrow this disc from their son <laughs> and watch it together with their daughter. It is empowering to girls to know that they can do anything they want to and go into what is considered traditionally masculine areas of work. The chicks are beautiful, sexy, and in control of their bodies while working in dangerous and volatile areas. Brilliant. The only negative is the gray montage. I don't really know what What's that guy was- What's the gray montage? I don't know what that guy was talking about. Maybe he was referring to the lesbian sex scene that he meant to say gay montage. Oh, he I don't know. Gay. I don't know. I really don't know. That's hilarious. Well, based off of the title- Do you want to watch a lesbian sex scene with your daughter? I, I know you're going to say like with your best friend or like your lover. This is assuming like, a lot yes. though. He's like, every father and mother should borrow it from their son and then watch it with their daughter. So you have to have two kids just to do this? Like, <laughs> 
this guy has a lot, a lot of, he's got a lot going on. I love that he misspelled gay. I don't know. I don't think he did. I mean, it's called Lesbio Nymphomaniac. <laughs> I mean, she slept with, okay, in that movie, in, in Atomic Blonde, she sleeps with one person. She sleeps with the woman. Yeah. She doesn't sleep with the guys. Nymphomaniac means you're addicted to sex. Yeah, so yeah, that yeah. means you're banging everybody, yeah. right? She didn't have sex with John Goodman. She didn't have sex with... This guy was leading in for, like, a zinger, and he, like, misspelled it in the end. So I think he, he, like, leaned in for a zing and then, like, lost track, like, halfway through <laughs> what, he, what he was talking about. <laughs> Give me he was like, uh, this movie, it's female power. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. All right, so. <laughs> I steal my son's DVDs. This one is titled, A Third of It Was Good, Five Stars. A third of the movie contained excellent fight scenes. A third of it was just poorly contrived plot. I agree. And writing. And the other third were scenes supported by the tobacco lobby group. <laughs> Ooh, there were so many cigarettes. <laughs> this is normally the type of movie I would love, but I was really looking forward to it being over. <laughs> <laughs> What else I we don't got? feel that way. Okay, well, that's the last one I got. This one's this one's titled T period R period A period S period H period. What's Trash. that? Trash. Oh, I'm dyslexic. So it's supposed to be like an acronym for something? Oh. I, yeah, I don't know why they couldn't just say trash, but they gave it one out of ten stars. Hater. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous and unnecessary lesbianism. Everybody but Americans and Brits are stupid ones. They should be ashamed of producing such garbage. <laughs> I stopped watching this movie before the halfway point. Well, they didn't see the best part of the movie. The, the movie. 10 minute long fight scene with the hidden edits, that happens toward the end of the movie. So he didn't see the best fight scene of the whole film. So he was like, I'm not gonna run this, I'm not gonna recommend this movie to other people. We're not gonna do that. I recommend this movie to everybody. We're talking about entertainment value. This movie's got a lot of that. This is the biggest and not the only flaw with this movie is the way the narrative plays into the pace of the film. Yeah, the well, movie's kind of a flashback. Whatever. So the writing of the film could have been executed better. Is there a problem in this movie? Yes. Everything. <laughs> Damn. Everything is wrong. This person hated the whole thing. Well, guess what? I'm sorry, what? Harvey. For everything. <laughs> <laughs> You know what though? Fuck that guy. Yeah, I dude, the movie is entertaining. Yes, it did not have the greatest plot. The plot is an excuse for action scenes and like cool music, but it's still well acted. It's fun. It's yeah. got a lot of well, like the plot is basically like a MacGuffin where they're like they basically they're like oh well, like a, a list got leaked that has the uh, the name of every spy working for every you know every agency. You gotta chase it down and. Then and it gets passed around and they never really find it and but then they kind of find it and it really is just a flashback and then they pop back into where they're at at the yeah, end yeah there's like twists on twists double agents and whatnot it's a spy movie yeah, yeah it's, it does get kind of boring and slow at parts but don't and then worry there's, there's gonna be a moment that's gonna just knock your socks off the action in this movie was awesome it made me want to watch john wick movies <laughs> john wick <laughs> This is John Rick. John, John. Now we did Wick. see. We saw John Wick together. You and I did. Yeah, you came with me to see John Wick. Did you go with another woman? Because no. I don't remember. You that. came with me to watch it. We watched John I saw Wick together. Keanu Reeves kick yeah. ass with a dog. We weren't married at the time, but we saw it together because nice. I saw it like in the morning again on the day that it came out. <laughs> in the morning? Yeah, I went to like an early show. Jesus. Or maybe it wasn't the day it came out, maybe because I, I couldn't see it that evening because I had like a show. <laughs> so you went first but thing I went in the morning. But I went that first thing the next day to watch it. I think John Wick was entertaining. I, I think that the movies like don't really deserve multiple sequels. I'm in a majority, like in a minority opinion on this movie. Just because like I, it's fun and it's, it's just Keanu Reeves kicking 
mess. Like, I don't know what else you really want. What has aged the best with this movie? Uh, well, the movie only came out in like 2017, so it's not, it's not that old. Um, one of the things I think that's a period piece, so it's supposed to be based in like 1989, so like all the music is supposed to be kind of like from that era, so they got like Bowie and all these other mm -hmm. songs that are like The Clash and whatnot. Um, it's very fun to watch her kick ass to these pop songs. Not saying that's like the reason to watch the movie, it helps the movie age better okay. because it keeps it in that, that world. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. One of the things I think help is also age the best is Charlie Theron. I think she's an amazing actress. Mm. Uh, I, in my personal opinion, I think Charlie Theron as the female Christian Bale. And the reason I say that is, be well, Christian Bale really can't do comedy, but Charlize Theron can do comedy. She transcends Bale. Yeah, she's uh, she's better than Bale. I've seen her in movies where she gained a bunch of weight to play like a pregnant mom. She lost a bunch of weight to like be Furioso and, and Mad Max. She's funny in that Seth Rogen movie, The Long Shot. She has so much range. Probably one of the best actresses working today and in the last decade. Yeah, she's good looking. Like, she's a movie star, so she's good looking but I mean, I think that she's got more of a manliness to her. She's masculine? Not masculine, but like female power that's kind of scary to me. That's like, I don't find her sexy in the traditional way of like a, like a Gina Gershon. I find way hotter for some reason. She doesn't have that. They both have like a feminine power. They have They're feminine just power, about... but you're talking about like a sexual power versus power. Yeah. Charlize Theron. Innate power. Yeah, I don't think in this movie she's super hot. I've seen her, like, she's, I think, uh, Charlize Theron is way hotter. <laughs> she's hotter in, like, the long shot, because she's supposed to be kind of more, less, like, badass and whatnot. She's just, like, uh... She's like the presidential candidate. So what right? you're saying is due to the time period placing of the movie and then the way that he cuts the music of the time with it, that she transcends time, like this will take this movie onward and will continue to be a fun ride. Yeah, well, you know how like I've talked about actors, like you kind of stop seeing actors after a while or it's like she does kind of stop being Charlize Theron and you see her as the atomic Totally blonde. as her character. Yeah, you see her yeah. as that. There was a movie that came out after this movie came out called Red Sparrow that had Jennifer Lawrence and you could basically have Jennifer Lawrence be in it. It's based in like Cold War Russia and she's like a trained assassin to basically use sex and manipulation to like take people out. It's basically kind of the same movie. In Atomic Blonde she doesn't use sex in the way that's typically expected of women in spy movies. That's what was so fun about this. But she does. She uses sex to manipulate that other spy who's yeah. like a French spy. Right, but turned out to be somewhat of an ally. Yeah. But also it still didn't go down the way that it would typically go down. Yeah, typically in a movie she That's would why sleep that... with like James McAvoy or right. something. Right, or like the that. guy at the bar that she very first met that she knew would have compromised her. Yeah. And she was like, nah man, I'm like waiting for somebody else. And then like that other chick swoops in. So truly feel like that guy who was like one star hater. That one star haterade guy just like couldn't handle that it was like veering like way off of the trajectory of like the typical formula. Why the gun, Delphine? You are not as well disguised as you may think. I know who you are. You're Lorraine Broughton, MI6, and you're here because of the death of Gascoigne. What do you know about Gascoigne? Nothing. But if 
someone is killing allied officers, shouldn't we all care? Whatever's in that list has people willing to kill for it. First assignment with the French intelligence. I've only been here a year. I'm scared, okay? I got into this because it was exciting. But it's never been like this in Berlin. You should have become a poet. Or a rock star. <laughs> But this director, he he kind of messes with that anyways, with having the plot be like the reason why the action is happening isn't as deep necessarily, but the action is like wild. Yeah, most of the movie has like reasons why there's action scenes. It's not just like action scenes to have action scenes. No, of where like not. John Wick is like that. John Wick watches like a guy going through levels in a video game, and that's mm. basically like kind of the how that plot is structured where this movie is like there's a reason why she fights the guys in the car with her high heel there's yeah. a reason why was, she has that like really long fight scene toward the end you know and the car chase and all that there's like a reason behind a lot of the fight scenes. and all of the fight scenes seemed so practical and and real it felt like it truly when you <laughs> watch know, it it I feels about that but yeah really like yeah. it felt very like I felt like I was when it was happening in the car I was like felt like it was in the car obviously I don't think the shoe would have stabbed through someone's sternum I liked it I felt like all right I'm in like yeah fuck yeah oh well, you're gonna hold on to the seatbelt and it's gonna flip it's gonna be okay I've seen the realism the realism like in this is like one of my zeros so I mean like but a lot of people are saying oh it's super unrealistic I was like it is a movie so I give it some flexibility it's not as ridiculous as a Schwarzenegger movie uh, okay thank you very much because I was gonna say can we not talk about like this is an action adventure movie spy movie it's fun it's a wild ride like just sit down with a bag of freaking kettle corn and chill out and have some fun david leach kind of has created a new like luke beeson movie and so like luke beeson uh wrote the kiss of the dragon and, and he also wrote like the leon's the professional and, mm -hmm. and a bunch of these sort of like they're kind of like these movies where everything kind of takes place in these like euro trash like east europe parts of the world and it's like car chases and guns and cool camera angles and whatnot mm -hmm. the whole movie like the plot's just an excuse for these action scenes right okay and Kiss of the Dragon was like that, and that's kind of like a continuation. It feels kind of like a '90s movie, which is kind of I which like is kind it. of cool. Yeah, I, I like those movies. My dad, they, my dad got me into them. They're kind of like. Did we watch Kiss of the Dragon? Just we just watched it a couple days ago. Yeah, yeah. that's why because it, it was reminding me of a movie like that. So she's talking about Kiss of the Dragon. It's a Jet Li movie, also a fun rated. <laughs> <laughs> it's very silly, but also fun. You gotta Great watch it. Scenes. And I was gonna ask you, do you feel? And this goes into like did it. Well, do you feel like Atomic Blonde is a dad movie? I think Atomic Blonde is a mom slash auntie movie. It can what? be. Is that a thing? Yeah, like 
I am not a mom, but I'm an auntie. I'm a fun aunt. Like, we're gonna watch some fun stuff together. We're gonna have a good time. We're gonna watch Atomic Blonde. I'm not gonna fucking judge you on that lesbian scene like those weird dudes in the, in the reviews. Yeah, who wants to watch it with his kids? Who wants like, to take hey. it away from his son to watch it with his daughter? Who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> You gotta move past that. He's crazy. Alright. But anyways, I like the movie, whether it's a dad movie or not. I think my dad would be like, yeah, this movie's cool. I think my mom would be like, yeah, this movie's cool. Um, <laughs> Your mom would actually buy it. So her mom, fun story, she accidentally bought the movie Lucy, which is a Luke Beeson movie. That which is, is hilarious. It's so fun. But Lucy has um, Scarlett Johansson in mm -hmm. it, and she's got some sort of genetic manipulation that makes her a badass, right? Yeah, that makes yeah. her so she's able to fight it. I haven't actually seen Lucy, so I don't know if it's good. So I don't. I have I, I should watch it because I like Luke Beeson a lot. The the fight scenes are fun. I think the the plot is like a little bit more cohesive because she's such a fish out of water that it as the viewer you kind of can accept it a little bit more um and then also like the like the the ridiculousness of like the precision of her fighting you can like your 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 natural inclination with like John Wick and Atomic Blonde of being like, how can they be so good? You know, you you just accept it. You're like, she's, yeah. How are they like the best? They win every time. Like they she kick just everyone's is. Ass. She's like genetically like. So it makes more sense. Yeah, was... yeah. It's written into the story a little bit more. So like, where does Lucy fit in in his movies? Like in the... it's like one of the later ones that he's made. So okay. like he's made like Fifth Element he made in the nineties or whatever. Uh, and, um, oh my gosh. The Professional is one of his early movies. And that, that has, it's like one of Gary Oldman's first movies, mm -hmm. uh, or one of Gary Oldman's early movies, um, tying back into Batman. But yeah, like, he's a great director, and he's done a lot of different stuff. Like, it's kind of, but he, yeah, he has kind of a, a, a feel, yeah. and a lot of his movies have kind of a feel. Atomic Blonde is pulled from comic books. For me, when I was watching it for the first time, I went into it with that mindset of like, this is from a comic book, like a whole world. You're jumping into a world that already exists. Yeah, but the author should at least paint the world a little bit for you and like build it. I mean, it is like a very stereotypical setting. Like for a lot of spy movies, the Cold War. Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, it's in literally everything. Yeah. Like every James Bond, every Mission Impossible, every spy movie ever. Like it's just the, the setting is not very original. But I think <laughs> that the way that like the reason why the movie looks so cool is because of the comic books where it's like we got all these like storyboards basically and all these cool yeah. drawings already set up like that scene where she fights all those guys with like with the hose and then she uses it like she ties it around the guy and then like drop jumps out of the building yeah and then for no reason really she puts like her her like shirt over Dude, her it's face totally for a reason she's like no one will know that yeah, my she stunt double she is doing like it she no, puts it like this. oh it's, it's for the stunt double but yeah story-wise she puts it up here and then she beats up those guys and then two seconds later she takes it off trying to be incognito okay the point i was trying to make was that that shit of her putting it over her face like mm -hmm. this comes from that would probably that was probably a frame in the comic book because it was one of the cooler looking frames in the it movie. Was cool. Even though there wasn't a lot of reasons. Because in the story, she does say that if she had known that she was going to be fighting, she wishes she would changed her outfit. Yeah. But I felt her outfit different. was very good for the fight scene. She did a lot of like sliding around on her knees, and she had those like sort of like thigh high leather boots. Oh Just made gosh. me laugh because it was like, well, this scene, she is saying that she wishes she had picked a different outfit. It was like, well, that outfit seemed to be really so perfect. Yeah, like. 
really useful mm. <laughs> while she was fighting. It was like, good. It seemed to make sense. She like, looked good. In definition for collaboration. What's that supposed to mean? He was the only one who knew I was going to Gascoigne's apartment. And if I knew he was going to call the police, I would have worn a different outfit. Different outfit. Can I ask you something? Sure. Heroes and zeros. Give me your, like, top three heroes. Um... Uh, top three heroes. One of the heroes was cigarettes. <laughs> like, they look... I know cigarettes are not, uh, not healthy, but goddamn, they look cool in this movie. <laughs> like, goddamn. So like, cool. it was like, dude, every two seconds someone was lighting up. Was... They're either putting a cigarette out, or they're lighting a cigarette, or they're currently smoking a cigarette. Like, Marley... every scene had a cigarette in it. Marley... I didn't want a cigarette. Like, I loved cigarettes. The Blu ray should come with cigarettes. I put a pencil in my mouth at a certain point. It was yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> like, why are they all so stressed out, though? It's like, they're all like, she's constantly taking these fucking ice baths and smoking cigarettes. Just like, it was just a regular thing, but it looked cool as fuck. Like, it just was, like, yeah. something that looked cool. I don't think that cigarettes... I, I mean, it's, I feel like it's technically propaganda for cigarettes, but I don't care. It, it like, adds... It made me want to put cigarettes in everything that I make, where it's, like... Because it looks so cool. Like, hold on, hold on. I would imagine it's got to be hard to act with cigarettes. Like, if you don't smoke regularly, that when that shit gets in your eyes, it's, like, kind of, like, waters a little bit and stuff. But I would imagine, like, it gives you something to do with your hands. And it also gives you something to do when you can't remember your lines. You can take a, I could take a drag. But there's a lot of like just scenes where like nobody's talking and people are just long drags on their cigarettes. <laughs> so yeah, like uh, the Sopranos kind of had this as well, right? Where it's just times where you could just long drags on your cigarette. Where so the list, you know, and then just have these cool conversations about. Everyone's gonna be getting highlighters and freaking putting them in their mouths and lighting the ends, you know, it's so cool. Yeah, I think they actually smoke cigarettes though. I think that they legitimately smoke real cigarettes. I don't, because they all kind of look like they do that a lot in most <laughs> of the movies. It's, it's so bad for you. I bet that, like, it's like, you... you know what though? No, seriously, I bet that there's prop cigarettes that are made out of like weird things like war like herbal like benign herbal things that you would like smoke and it would just like feel relaxing but it's not like but the way that it anything. smokes and the way that they have it come out of their noses and, and the way you that like in some movies tobacco. they like suck it back and you can like see it in their mouths and stuff it looks like they're actually smoking i honestly i don't know like i would love to know if somebody knows like comment down below and let us know like what they actually yeah. like what they're actually smoking is there a brand that doesn't have tobacco lit? like maybe it's tobacco list and then they it's like candy props Cigarettes, because I mean, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. It They're all cool. in the back with the bubblegum cigarettes. The main reason I want to know is so I can have them myself and I can look cool outside of nightclubs and bars and I can just hang out and pretend like I'm in one of these Smoking movies. Smoking without any <laughs> yeah, just issues. Like, no problems. Easy breezy. Because yeah, it thing. looks, it looks cool as fuck, man. God Hollywood. damn, they look. All right, number two hero. Let me see what my heroes here. Hero is uh, Charlie Theron's clothing choices. This is a simultaneous zero though, but uh, I will say. Her, her clothing choices, she looks 
holy crap, like, amazing. so cool. Yeah, the whole every time. scene she looks amazing. I, if you want to know why it's a zero for me as well. So there's a scene in the movie where she flies to Berlin, and then as soon as she's like, as soon as I got off the airplane, I was made. And I was like, that's because she looks so goddamn cool walking down the street. That's like, you're not a spy. You gotta, you, the point of being a spy is to not stand out. And you're gonna stand out when you look like goddamn Lady Gaga just walking down the street every day. <sighs> like, she looks so cool. Like, was the David Bowie music playing while she was also walking down the street? Or yeah. was only we heard that? She walks like yeah. she has her own theme music. There's one scene where she looks like a regular agent, where she wears like a regular suit. And it's the scene in the movie where they're like debriefing her on like what's going on. Yeah. They're gonna plug her into Berlin and they're gonna introduce her to these people. Mm -hmm. And then after that scene, every other scene, she's dressed like a freaking rock star. Yeah. Like she's supposed you're, to be a spy. You're, you're not wrong. I watched it and was like, yum. I love everything that she's wearing. Like I told you, I was already, she solidified a boot purchase in my mind okay. already. Right. Right? And so me watching her, like, I didn't even question it. I just was like, I fucking drink you up, babe. I fucking love you. Like, whatever you do, walk to David Bowie. I'm in. I know that you were cutting me off the knees for, like, every, like, topic I'm going to bring up. But, like, her... Her wearing high heels, yeah, it looks cool. It's cool to use as a prop in a scene where she's fighting. Uh, practicality as a spy, None. you gotta run away from something, like, also, or you gotta like blend into it. Like bright red high heels. I I was talking to somebody today about like who actually wears high heels in real life. Like what job do you have where you ha wear high heels yeah. regularly? And yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine, and he was like, well, practically, like most people wear high heels. If you work for like a law firm, you might wear high heels there. If you're like someone's secretary, they might wear high heels. Um, but most jobs, like you could probably get away with some flats, you know, if you work for the state, you know, and then it's like the slutty girl at the office is gonna wear some high heels. But for most jobs, like you can kind of just wear like comfy shoes if you're gonna be on your feet all day. Like what job do you actually wear high heels if you're not a stripper or, First you know, of all, the slutty girl at the DMV might just be feeling fab that day. Uh, not necessarily practical, but... Not trying to shame. I like high heels. I'm a fan. I'm yeah. just saying they're not practical shoes. Paul has, like, like two pairs of high heels. Yeah, like, I wear them myself. My legs, are, my legs are shaved. You guys don't know that. <laughs> my legs are not shaved. We my have... legs are actually less hairy than my wife's, so that's, uh... We can fact check this right now. <laughs> But yeah, seriously though, her, her outfits are simultaneously a hero I, and a zero. I will say on the zero front, like I like I said, fan never questioned it for a second because I just drank it up. But also, this is cold, cold war, cold war, Germany. The wall hasn't come down yet, right? Yeah. There's East Berlin, there's West Berlin, right? So now that I think about it, it kind of doesn't make any sense that someone would be so fucking cool who would look so cool on that side of the wall. She would stand actually. out like a sore fucking thumb. Now that dude. I think about she it, she would stand out like a sore thumb. It makes no sense that she looked that hot. Because there's another scene too where they like she changes her appearance so she could get away from the guys that are like chasing her, and they still find her immediately because she, she looks so cool. Still, cool. they're like, no one dresses this cool. You're like I said, she dresses like she's like Madonna or like Lady oh Gaga, just like walking down the street. Like that's cool, man. If you were like a model, but she's not a model, and that wasn't her cover either. Like she just, I don't even know. 
if she had a cover. She's just like, I'm here to spy. She's like, I'm here do to do some shit. shit. I'm <laughs> yeah. here to order this vodka and look at this guy, size him up, come back for him later. Later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> last tour. The casting in this movie is great. I think the acting in it is very good. And John Goodman is, uh, I think, an unsung hero in a lot of movies. He's in a lot of bad movies where he's the best part of that movie. Not I its controller. I was there in Berlin. And I'm here with the full executive authority of Langley. Could it make you more comfortable? I could stand behind the mirror with everybody else. But it's a little crowded back there. Cocksucker. What did you say? I didn't say anything. Sorry. Did you say something, Moran? Did you hear me say something? I thought you said something. What did she say? Um, and then I love James McAvoy, so I could watch James McAvoy act his way out of a box. He is amazing. Playing this crooked game in this crooked town filled with backstabbers and four-faced liars, I'll tell you what I've learned. One thing, and one thing only. I fucking love Berlin! Wait, James and McAvoy is... James McAvoy plays the guy who's in Split. Yes. He, uh, he oh plays... my god, he was also in Penelope, who, which yeah, surprised which we, you. Yeah, which we reviewed as well. Yeah. Uh, that Penelope, one of his early movies. But he's great. Uh, I could watch him in anything. The movie could be terrible, and he's amazing. He's the yeah. best part. Like, yeah, he's, phenomenal. Yeah, so anything that he's in, I'm, I'm in 100%. I'd say that he's also one of the reasons why the movie has aged really well, because of his acting. Like, he... He shaves his head, he does a bunch of stuff that kind of looks like he looks the part. He kind of does like a Tyler Durden-y kind of look, like with yeah. like the fuzzy jacket yeah, with yeah, the shaved yeah. head. And I mean, like... he's, he seems dangerous. He, it's not clear whether he's in over his head or not. Or if he's a good guy or, or a bad guy. You can't quite tell like where he lies, um, but you know that he's never gonna get laid by Charlize's character. Yeah, I do think though, and I'm not sure, I'd have to rewatch the movie, but I think he's supposed to be British. And I don't really remember him having too much of a British accent. Everybody had a British accent until the very end. When Charlie's there and when she does was, not have a British accent When she doesn't accent have anymore. a British accent anymore, and then it's like, oh fun, twist. But the acting was phenomenal. So those are my heroes. You wanna hear the zeros? I got more zeros. Give me three zeros. <laughs> I thought she was a dog shit spy. Like, she's so bad. She's the worst spy. She's putting up, like, barely taping on, like, the wires and whatnot. Like, she's dog shit. She's she so bad. Hold on. She wasn't barely taping on wires. She was excessively taping on wires on things that she wasn't wearing in the next scene. Yeah, like she'd t put on a wire and then just go somewhere and it's like, and then the fight would happen and the, they would, everything would get damaged. There's no, she's bad. She's a bad, like it's a bad spy. Spying was bad. <laughs> I don't really recall what she really did. She went to go investigate some apartment, got in a fight scene, went to a bar, had a, you know, had a drink, a couple of ice baths. Like what did she actually do? Okay, you know? the <laughs> ice baths were recovering from some, some pretty gnarly sessions. So like she went to the, she was trying to locate like this one particular asset and she was behind on it because sexy guy yeah James McAvoy kind of got around yeah and, yeah yeah um one of the zeros I thought was the lesbian sex scene um, <laughs> why why was that because it was not long enough <laughs> <laughs> I was like what are you talking about it was it was fun. It was I like need, a sexy lap dance. I need one of those shits to like, I need you to have to put in your age before you watch the rest of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That should have been the first scene, the middle scene, the last scene. That should have like just kept happening. They're like, hey, how about that scene again? Like. <laughs> Fun fact, that scene took the, movie. the longest to shoot. Really? <laughs> Longer I didn't, I didn't than any of the fight scenes. Because they just kept going like, can we take that again? Can we enjoyed... Um, we're sex gonna... scene wise, do you think that that scene was better than the sex scene in Black Swan? If you're going to rate them. Because there's both lesbian sex scenes. Black Swan, Natalie Portman, and my girl, uh, the chick from... Uh, um... You whore, you dirty little slut, you fucking arrogant <laughs> Um, I'm just kidding. Um, I would say since I can't remember that one, it was not memorable Mila Kunis? to me. Mila Kunis? Yeah. You can't remember that one? Oh, Don't man. remember it. Darnelson. Yeah. I remember an amazing... No, I mean, I remember her, like, going up to her and being like, oh, yeah, and, like... <laughs> being confrontational with like sexuality, but I don't remember anything after that point. This one I thought it was fun and it didn't distract from this from like what was happening. Yeah. So the editing made it really cool it too. There's really like a scene where they, she like slams them into the crazy. one wall and then as they're slamming back into the other wall they cut and as she's landing they're landing on the mattress in yeah. the bedroom. Like the editing was amazing. I thought it was cool. Like yeah. I thought they did it really fine and it, it didn't seem distracting or patronizing at all. One of the heroes though is the editing like this is this movie is like a master class of editing yes. like it was so amazingly edited yes. it looks so cool the editing the camera work stunt, is really good too the stunt choreography was fucking sweet the fight scenes the coordination I to like make thoroughly it, yeah. enjoyed stunt production yeah i thought it was fantastic yeah the guy who did the stunts a couple of the guys that did the stunts for john wick i'm wondering if they used the same people on this movie or if they just simply all trained together at the same time like I have questions yeah they uh, they all look kind of the same um, yeah. one of the zeros about this movie too is the sort of Eastern European setting and one of the reasons I say that is because I don't like these movies because they always show these like worn down buildings with like worn out like at one point like Charlie Theron like hits this guy with like a hot plate uh -huh. and I'm like I always want to know where those people are like are they out somewhere are they like where do they live or that's their, that's somebody's house like they're trashing somebody's house and I'm like where are those people that actually live there. It's not every house in Eastern Europe is a safe house. So it's like, there's real people that live here. Where are those people? Are they out doing stuff? I mean, in the particular scene of that movie, there's there a huge a parade. ass parade. Yeah, but I mean, not everybody would be in the parade. When was the last time you went to a fucking parade? It wasn't a parade. <laughs> it was the breaking down of the Berlin Wall. It was earlier in the day. So they set like it against- a historical moment. Yeah, they set it against a historical moment of an entire city. Yeah, I don't know. Of people uniting over breaking down a barrier. But that happens in a lot of movies. There's a lot of movies where there's just like it's set in Eastern European and then just like broken Convenient. buildings and like yeah. conveniently empty apartments and like all kinds of stuff. Your zero is a forgivable factor for me. <laughs> <laughs> And like you're breaking the fourth wall a little too much for me. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to look into it that hard. I, I like to condescend to you in your opinion. Like that's, that's all right. Like, no, no, just, no. I mean you're giving me your heroes. I'm telling you your zero is a zero in my book. <laughs> <laughs> your zero is a zero. Oh, you're. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> so what's one the next thing? And done. Your opportunity. The one and done is a specific opportunity to laser focus 
your magic to put yourself into this movie in one role, one role only, you walk onto set, get to do this one thing, and then you get your paycheck and you get the, the heck out of there. Uh, what's your one and done for this movie? Um, do you remember at the very beginning of the movie, there's a guy that like gets fucking killed and he gets like hit by a car like four <laughs> times. The guy like gets hit by a car like like four times. Like it was- What? Like, yeah, like he hits him with the car and then he like reruns him over. And it's like the guy who they killed at the very beginning. It's like, her boyfriend or whatever. And there's like a sh picture of him. She like opens her like makeup drawer and there's like just a picture of him. Like the her, way it's shot, like no one would keep a picture of this guy. Like in, her in love lost? I think so, killed. but they didn't really go into that. It's just like a picture of him. He had the list. Right? Right? That the Spyglass, codenamed Spyglass, right? Mm -hmm. Which is a weird name if you're also a spy. Like, his name should be something else. Too late, it's a comic book. Come on, it's a comic book. I think that we are forgetting that it's a comic book. Well, now it's a movie, so we should fix some of the bad things that you would see <laughs> in a comic book, right? The comic book is called The Coldest City. It's a bad, shitty name. I don't understand. It's like, the name of the comic book should just be depressing. Like, what is it? Col the it's, coldest city? I mean, like, it's uh, during the war. Right. Well, I just... <laughs> What's your one and done already? You want to be that, the guy? What, that guy. I want to be that guy who, like, dies at the very beginning of a movie who had, like, the list that, like, sparks the whole movie, essentially. Dang. Like, and then, yeah, like, he's only in it for, like, a couple of minutes, and then someone goes, you're not good at this spy shit, and they shoot him, and I want to be that dude. And they basically, and then they confirm the kill by, like, running him over with the car a couple of times. <laughs> like, sure, this guy's not coming back. Yeah. They're like, we've dealt with all these John Wick motherfuckers coming back to life after we shoot him or hit him with cars. And then they ruin all of us, so we gotta make sure he's dead. You know, kill like, him. Yeah, we're gonna kill him, kill him. We're not like So you wanna get killed. Yeah. Don't you want you always pick the dumb ones where I'm like, I wanna be the dog. <laughs> Or would be the guy that like gets thrown through the window. So I beat you to it. Like I'm the guy that gets hit by the car at the I very mean, beginning of the movie. I kind of think it would be cool to be the guy that she met at the bar that was like, oh, so you've come to talk to me? And she's like, what? No, I'm going to talk to this other girl. Like I'd like to be that guy. How about I'm like, if I'm going to pick a one and done, I'd like to be the wire that's like poorly strapped to her breast. Just <laughs> <laughs> over and over and there. over again. I would like to be the ice cube in the ice bath, like right next to her nipples. Like can we do that. I like to be the guy who like gets to film the ice bath scene. Can I be that cameraman that like gets to go in and like... Oh my but I, I don't think that the ice bath was hot. Filming it would have been hot. It just didn't look hot on camera. She's all like bruised and it looks cold. It looks uncomfortable. Like it wasn't, it wasn't sexy. Even though you see her tits, like it wasn't sexy tits. They were like, they made me like sad kind of because I felt <laughs> bad for her. I've never seen like sad tits in a movie, but that was... That was it for <laughs> you. Movie was sad tits. Yeah. They weren't happy. It wasn't sexy. She's all bruised and broken, like climbing into this thing. Like it wasn't hot. Just to get this clear, your one and done is the guy dying four times. Yeah. Or an ice cube. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the ice cubes have a lot of play in this movie. The ice cubes, like, get to be dipped into the ice bath. There's a scene where she reaches her hand into the ice to, like, get the gun. They get a lot of play in this. Like, I, it's called the coldest city. Is that because there's so many ice cubes? I, ice cubes are a hero in this movie. <laughs> Vodka's a hero in the movie, too. Yeah, the ice cubes are a hero. Um, yeah, uh... You know what, I think it'd be a fun role, but he's not, he doesn't really get a lot of play in the movie. He's like the weird, like, intelligence guy who's like behind the glass. That, I was gonna say that just would like, be my one and done, would be the intel officer, the chief or something that's overseeing this project. Yeah, he has I, like one line. He comes in, he's like, yeah, we can't use any of this tape. And he just like turns it off. Yeah. And that's like the only thing he does in the whole movie. Yeah. That'd be the easiest role. If you're just gonna come in and do a thing, I'd want that role. Just come in from off camera and be like, yeah, we can't use any of this tape. And then just click, click. the machine off. 
My SAG card and my check, please. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know what the one segment line? would be for one line. Damn. But he's got to sit in makeup. You gotta, like, he looks cool. He gets to smoke a cigarette. Is that an extra boost on camera if you smoke a cigarette? Do you get money for that? No. Yeah. Well, you're I putting your life in danger. You should. I don't think you get extra money for that because they have, like, fake all kinds of stuff. Like, they could probably give you, like, fake cigarettes. Like, they've got those. They've got, like... CBD cigarettes that have like something root like wormwort root or something like that in it Like I don't even know like there's there's like things not fake, but like <laughs> Natural like smoke dry stuff that you could like smoke on smoke set. tea tree while you go Well, through. maybe not tea tree. That seems like really intense like that would suck to just like fucking clear your pores like inside <laughs> It sounds like you can kill yourself. <laughs> You're making shit up, so I'm gonna figure what we're making I mean, stuff up. I don't think I'm making it up. I just don't think that I know what the name of the thing is. But, like, there is a company in San Diego that makes CBD cigarettes that have no tobacco in it, no THC, and then they've got, like, this other additive inside of it that's all natural and supposed to just make you relax. Is the only the warnings like will not give you cancer, but it'll make you look really cool. <laughs> it should say that on Smoke the Smoke these outside of a nightclub and just look cool. Look legit, bitch. And also, people, does and, not come with a leather jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't lend them to anybody because then the jig is up. They're gonna be like yeah. this fucking bitch. Also, they don't smell like real cigarettes, so people aren't gonna smell them. They'd be like, hey, can I have one of those? A lot of people that smoke weed every day, they'll smoke so much they don't even get high anymore. So even when they're smoking real THC, it doesn't even really make you high. You have like, it's like alcohol. You have a tolerance buildup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's CBD. Yeah, so if you smoke weed every day, it's not gonna affect you as much. You gotta like take time off so then it makes you go to the moon again. That's mm -hmm. basically what it's like. Yeah, yeah. It's like drinking in no duels. So what your one and done is the guy who turns off the camera in the back. I mean, I thought of that as a one and done, but I also truly love the idea of being at least two to three of the assassins that try to kill her. Fun. One of the best one and dones I think would be one of the guys that's like in the epic fight scene at the end where they're both like exhausted and he's like yes. about to like kill her she's about to kill him the guy would get hit in the face that, that would be fun that was one of the most satisfying fight scenes i also think it'd be fun to be the spyglass guy and have like the like the dying scene underwater it'd be so cool to like uh, pretend to drown i think i would really enjoy uh, doing that like I, the reason why I didn't pick that guy was because of that scene. Him dying underwater is like a real life panic I couldn't handle. Like, I would get to that part and then they'd be like, oh, we have to recast you, bitch, because you can't get in this water. I think every movie, most movies do drowning really poorly. I think the only movie that's really captured, like, the anxiety that would go into drowning is Dunkirk. That Christopher Nolan's movie, Dunkirk, I think is the only movie that's done, like, drowning, like, justice and on film. There's another movie with a drowning scene that's like, oh, that's so scary. It's the one, you may know the title of it, but it's the one of like that Kennedy um, son or... That's like the Chappaquiddick thing? Yeah, where like the... She drives over the... Or he drives yeah, like over he the, fucking kills somebody. But that's like an made-for-TV movie or something, isn't it? Or Is the one it? that was on Netflix? Yeah, her dying in the water like that was Yeah, because every time I watch, especially the spy movies, like Skyfall does this too, and a few other ones do, or especially Casino Royale, where like James Bond will dive into the water and he's down there for like way too long. And it's like you would, as a person who's used to swim, like competitively... <laughs> swim team. 
team. Swim team, bitch. Swim team. <laughs> now you would not want to see me in one of those uh, swim suits. Oh my god, now. <laughs> I'd, be like, I'd be like oozing out of <laughs> But then. Body shaming hey. myself. The water was cold. Um, <laughs> I was talking about your abs. All I'm saying is that like, James Bond is underwater for way too long. She's underwater way too long in this movie. When she's like, when the, that car goes into water, standing there like basically watching him die because his foot's stuck in the dashboard. She couldn't get him out. He couldn't get him out. He already knew he wasn't going to make it. He was fucking shot he up. He didn't try very hard. He also was a little bitch. He was like, okay. Oh, he like couldn't uh. do it. He was shot in the gut. You had a surgery on your- Oh, like, I couldn't do shit. You couldn't do anything. <laughs> I came home and you had slid down the couch and I don't know how long you had been in that position. Only your head was against the wall yeah, TV, and your body was out. These, like, that could be a zero because a lot of these movies, like the characters get shot and they just keep ticking. It's like, what? I, I liked that, like, that he had a decline. I thought like I've had seen, I've seen some TV shows where the guy gets like shot like barely and it's like a nightmare. One guy gets one shot like just somewhere and it's like it, it, your day is over. Like you're done. Like you're going to the hospital for sure. Like the Supreme for example, and Tony gets shot yeah, in the yeah, stomach. Yeah. It was like a whole, half a season was him in the hospital. It's like I loved that, but then you have like you know Punisher. The Punisher. What's his face gets shot in the back, and he's like, just, just stay keep, down and pretend like you're fun. I'm yeah, like, just keep, just brushes just, it like, off like it's nothing. And like that would have hurt. Ow, my back. <laughs> that like, oh, uh, you know. This is one of those movies whatever. where she she does. I think she gets shot at some point, and then she's she gets enough to survive a whole nother car chase scene. Pretty sweet. Oh, is she just that tough? Maybe it's genetics. I she don't know. Maybe we're just tough. like, maybe I'm a little bitch. Tony Soprano's a little bitch. But the fucking Punisher is tough. Yeah. Charlie Theron is tough. I'm protected. You're not. Tony Room 4. I do want to know, like I said before, I like I want to know where everybody goes in these like abandoned nest apartments. So I'd like to have like a scene where they just, they just get the fuck out of Dodge. I know it's communist Germany. Like, where is everybody? Uh, they're they're all out in the streets because they're going to break the fucking wall uh, down. Uh, one of the things though, so uh, all in all of these chase scenes, like Jason Bourne is like this, and then this movie did this too, and I think Mission Impossible might have had this, but they all have manual transmissions. But like nobody ever like stalls. And I don't know if you've ever driven like a manual transition like transmission, but stalling is like a pretty common thing that you would do. Some people are really, really good at it. I was not one of those people. But it was like in the pressure of a car chase. Being able to transition and shift without stalling would be yeah. pretty tough. And like, I'd like to see a scene, a movie, maybe trained. this one, where like she stalls in the middle of like a gun chase scene, and the whole car is like. She's a phenomenal driver. You should know this. How good am I at parallel parking? Pretty good. Pretty fucking good. How good am I at parallel parking in San Francisco? Fucking amazing. Yeah, you're right. What? I'm so good at it. What are you talking about? You're not as good as like undercover brother who could like just like spin his big Cadillac while also holding the big gulp. You're okay. not that good. I can't spin. I can't rotate into a parking spot. But what I can tell you is that when she was doing her chase backwards and doing it in a stick shift, I was like, yeah, all right. I just, I want to see what a movie where somebody stalls. Or I'm like, why don't they have automatics? Like, what is going on in these spy movies where everybody has a manual transmission? It doesn't make any sense. It kind of <laughs> like, reminded me of Run, Lola, Run a little bit, though. I think it's supposed to. It's supposed to be like one of those, like, La Femme Nikita Fatale type movies cool. where, like, she's a badass and stuff. But, like, I, love I, it. I just don't understand. I mean, I guess maybe in the 80s in Europe they would have all had manual transmissions because the cars are older and it's communist. 
It makes sense, like, but I just, uh, I don't know. I just, a chase scene in a manual transmission would be really stressful. <laughs> You're a zero. <laughs> like, get this car out of a second gear. I can't have a hard-ass time doing this. So, overall, why Atomic Blonde? Why now? Because I, I think if you're looking for basically like a female John Wick type movie, this is that movie. This movie is better than a lot of those type of movies. Like, you get the action, you get the acting, yeah, it's cliche for like a spy movie, but I don't think that that really matters. The plot is not why we're here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's got, it looks cool, it looks sexy, it, for two hours you will be for sure entertained. Yeah. I, like I said, I don't think it deserves 10 out of 10 stars, but I definitely think it's a strong eight or a seven somewhere in there like and again this is the best of average so this is like but seriously though like it's a fun movie it's entertaining it looks cool uh it's a really strong rent you know what i mean like it's a really really strong like i've watched everything we've streamed everything online during covid like what else do we have what else is out there part of the reason why we do this podcast is to like promote things you might have missed right or once you've watched everything what do we watch now well check out some of these movies like atomic blonde is one of those good movies that you could put on and like be satisfied that you saw this movie uh, and you don't feel like you wasted your time. Yeah. It's yeah, it's not the best movie, but it's fun. It's, fun, it's very cool. Uh, you will thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, Charlie Theron, they could put in anything. Again, James McAvoy, they could put in anything. John Goodman, they could put in anything, and it'll be good. You know, like doesn't make up for the bad writing, but it's a fun, it, badass movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's all we got for so this podcast silly. episode. We really enjoyed watching that movie. I think you'll watch it uh, and enjoy it as well. Uh, please like, subscribe, follow us on Instagram. Find the podcast on iTunes and please leave a comment. It really helps us out. We will read your comment on the next episodes. Thank you for listening and I uh, appreciate it. We'll see you later.